Welcome to uh, Retro Fantasy, a new podcast created by two long-term... Whoa, I can hear myself there that time. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm hearing myself through your mic. Oh, that is awesome. That's weird. But yes, it's like... Okay, now it's... announced. Uh, okay. All right. Are we going to... Okay, so let's... Static? Oh, geez. I wonder if it's on my end again. Um, uh, let's try the intro. Okay, so welcome to Retro okay. Fantasy's inaugural episode. I am Anna Fune. And I'm Z. And today our topic is just going to be general Final Fantasy fourteen shenanigans, since, you know, that's the big uh, thing that brought us all together. And we'll see where we go from there. Yes. So, let's see. <laughs> what should we actually talk about starting off? Um, okay, so I know the Garo event in Final Fantasy is going to be ending soon. And I am seriously behind on getting anything in that. I see. I was, I'm surprised by that because that event was uh, a few years ago at this point. I always thought you had all those mounts already. I'm assuming um, that you got able to get there. Well, I was going to say I started to, but I mean, it was around the time uh, we were still in, what was it, like Heaven's Ward or Stormblood? And I was still kind of getting to that burnout phase, so... Ah, oh, yes. It's so easy to burn out in that game. Whew. Yeah, especially... Damn MMOs. Yeah, it's a big problem with a lot of MMOs because, I mean, it's the, it's the repetitive nature, which you can't really blame for because, I mean, you know, you can't constantly be adding new stuff every single day. So they got to have something to kind of keep you engaged. And unfortunately, that means uh, re- daily grinds, weekly grinds, that kind of stuff. And I know you've been with Final Fantasy fourteen much longer than I have been. You've been there since... I believe launch, right? Uh, not launch. Um, I've followed it since launch, but I actually came in about a few months before Heaven's Ward released. So I want to say six oh, months. Okay. So that, six months before Heaven's Ward. Okay. So I think I came in, I think about, I would say a, a month or two into Heaven's Ward, Heaven Ward, Heaven's Ward launch. Can't pronounce that. You got a fucking name. <laughs> but Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but um, that's how I got into it. It was my, for me. It was my first MMO. But you, you're an MMO veteran. Oh yeah, I mean, I played. So you're very familiar with the grind. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar. I play. I've done it across like EverQuest, Final, uh, not Final Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Star Online, of course, World of Warcraft, which was like my big one for the longest time. You know, which made 14 kind of a transition for me because it's definitely a culture shock going from World of Warcraft to 14. <laughs> really? I always thought that, uh, at least for, um, what is it, um, when they redid Final Fantasy 14 ARR, that it was actually, take, it took more DNA from World of Warcraft, more so than any other MMO at the time. Uh, it did, but... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> cut out a bit there. Try again? Uh, no, uh, I was just saying, you, I think you know my question. <laughs> you can answer the question. Okay, oh, yeah. We'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, it does take a lot from World of Warcraft, but the but the culture shock kind of comes like the battle system is different where I won't call World of Warcraft real time, but it's like the reaction time for 14 uh, is definitely a lot different than World of Warcraft because where, uh, uh, how do I put this? Like if you dodge out of a way of an enemy attack in World of Warcraft, you dodged it. Where like... Uh, in 14, if you didn't do it before the bar or the wind-up or whatever they call it finished, you're going to get hit, even if you're nowhere near the guy, if that makes sense. Oh, you know, no, that makes absolute sense. I remember uh, when I started, um, Titan Extreme was still a, like a, you know, a, a pain because of the uh, the network latency. Yeah, and, it, and it's just something that took forever. I'm just so used to it. Like, oh, I can step out of that no problem. <laughs> Which ain't a bad thing. It's just something you gotta get used to. Wow, this audio is. Hmm. Uh, actually, I kind of wonder if, like, uh, after I finish talking, if I like cut my mic. I wonder if that might help. So let me try that. I'm gonna go ahead and cut my mic. Okay, but what does that leave me? <laughs> if you cut your mic like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like, maybe if I cut it, it might e- ease up on some of the background. Since I think my mi- since my microphone is built into my headphones, it's like it probably is just picking up what the speakers are pumping out. Oh, uh, I see. So you think it's that? Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah. So okay. I- so, like, when you start yes. talking, I'll click the mute button, and then when I'm ready to talk, I'll unmute. So maybe that we can try that to see if that helps a little bit. We could try that. Okay. All right, we'll try that for a bit. If that works. So where were we? We were just discussing the differences between ARR and 
your previous experience with WoW, and you were okay, yeah. It's it is different. I mean, I played a little bit of WoW um, with you guys actually as a test run a couple of years ago, and it was fun. I admit, it was actually I actually did enjoy have a good time with it. But honestly, I just bet, had such a Final Fantasy fourteen was my first MMO, so I was just. I put so much time into that one. I, I I didn't feel like I could invest into another MMO at the time. Yeah, I mean MMOs are pretty time consuming. I mean, a lot of people like to make the comment that you know a lot of times they can be like a second job, and even even in a casual sense like what we do now, it's that's kind of true. Because I mean, even if you're you're just going to go on and be like, okay, I'm just going to do the story, or I'm just going to do a couple of side quests, or I'm going to craft. I mean, you still have to dedicate that time and energy into it. You know, even just for those casual aspects. So I mean, I I applaud anybody who can like do more. Than that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could applaud it. It is, it's, I know, that's the thing is that I don't like, um, I enjoy gotcha games, for example, but I can only do one gotcha game. But I do know several people, uh, people, I actually even, I'm ahead of the Grand Blue Fantasy Guild that like can do more than one gotcha. And I, and the, honestly, one gotcha for me, like, is just, it's a lot. So for people that manage to do like four or five, I can't I can't tell if I really respect it sometimes or if I'm just like, oh God, what is what is wrong? <laughs> Why do you have so many? I, I think it's just like it's kind of that draw, like you know, you've you've heard Jim Sterling talk about it. It's like the gotcha game. Some people actually probably just like that mechanic. Like, you know, it's like, oh man, it's like I can't wait to roll on my on my on a card pack or a loot box or, you know, whatever. Like uh, I forget what Destiny Child had. It's like they had um some kind of summon thing it's like you know and i'll admit for the time i played that it, i was actually pretty invested because like oh man i can't wait to see what character i get i can't wait to learn their story because they every single one of them had one you know so maybe that's it maybe they like that but they're like oh i ain't paying you know what the extreme amount of money they want for this so i'll just play a different one so i can still get that kick while without throwing the money at it i mean that's a theory anyway but game theory <laughs> No, that makes that makes total sense. I I mean I as much as I enjoy the one gotcha game I play, I do see how deadly addictive these games can be. And there is like um I mean it was it for me in Grand Blue Fantasy like it was every two or three weeks there is something new they have they announced that just like oh this is our newest character releases and they're usually either handsome the most the Adonises of anime or the most curvaceous women you've ever seen as an illustration. JPEG, but here you go. You can either use all your current currency on it, or spend thousands of dollars trying to get it. And as much as you know, it's, it's insane. Yeah, no, it really is insane. I mean, but but that's the draw. Though. I mean, some people are like, oh, I love the design, or maybe it's the way the character portrayed. Like, you know, oh, I love their backstory, or I don't know. It's like, you know, or maybe it's something a little more perverted. You know, it's like, hey man, there's so much more into this. Design. You know, it's, everything that's what. You know, that's why you see that was all that was pretty static. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I, I guess mute my mic. <laughs> you can not even hear most Okay, of so I guess mute my mic probably didn't help him much. Um, let me if I like you like you Okay, I guess maybe if I Hello, me. Maybe if I sh- turn down the boost a bit, maybe that's what's doing it. Okay, let's try that. See if that helps a little bit. Clean me up. See, it's fine. See, it's fine. Like, when you're talking now through the testing, yeah, I can hear myself, but yeah. there's no static going on. Like, this this right now is actually almost crystal clear, but I guess if it's like, huh. um, well, yeah, let's not look that gift horse in the mouth. Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna take some tweaking, but I mean, that's, that's why this is kind of like the tester episode, I guess, you know, this is the test episode of it. This will not air. Yeah. I mean, we, we can, we can, yeah, we can like uh, listen to it in editing and see if clean it up. And if it's good enough, we can put it out there. If nothing else will be something to kind of just people to laugh at. It's a fun, you know what? A laugh at or it's just a chat. It's the fun chat we're having. So, and and that's really the important thing here. I mean, you know, it's basically just a chat, work on our social skills, you know, let people, who knows, it's like maybe we might have some people in the Discord channels be like, hey, you know, that seems kind of fun. I want to go in and talk about uh, River City Girls or Dark Souls like we were doing earlier in chat, like, you know, so. And kids, that's half the G. battle. G.I. Joe. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Let's say. Okay, so what topic so were we on? We started on 14, uh, and then we were talking about gotcha games. So, um, and which gotcha games slash loot boxes and slash that, all those type of games you were starting yeah. to discuss a little bit. But, I mean, we can go yeah, whatever I mean, direction this, you want. It's like this is a pretty open format. We're not <sighs> confined to like whatever little topic. And actually, speaking of loot boxes, uh, I shared the video in Discord. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet. Jim Sterling's video about it. I guess how apparently, yeah, the U- UK is going to uh, look into basically classifying uh, loot box games as gambling now. And that's when EA is just like sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's going like, oh, f-. They're, they're basically saying, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, the gravy train's <laughs> finally coming in, in, folks. And I'm, I honestly, it, can, it can't happen fast enough for my tastes. You know what's funny is I didn't, you know, I, I know it's been in sports games for a while because they're sports games and it's probably pretty boring otherwise. And, and, and sports is one of those things that has that natural like trading card aspect from our childhood, right? But it always pissed me off when they started doing it and stuff, let's say like um, you know, our Overwatches or Gears of War even. Like I know recently Gears of War doesn't have loot boxes, but it has apparently lots of confusing like yeah. transactions. Like apparently like like it's and I'm just like, What what is going on? Why can't we just enjoy the game as it is? And and you know, and a lot of people say, Well, I mean, they gotta make money to run the servers, and I mean that's great. I mean, and okay, you can have a cash shop and I mean and and I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm about to say this because I hate fighting games. Well, no, I don't hate fighting games. I hate how they do their their cash shop models. But I mean, it's a better alternative to making me pay for RN Jesus to either smile on me or dump on me. And he usually picks the latter. And I hate that. You know what? It's funny you bring up fighting games because they're like one of the, the biggest offenders. And they're the ones that have changed the least. But they're the most acceptable. <laughs> Like they, you can kind of justify. Yeah, I mean, what really, it's like I would ask that they do do it a, for a little less money. I mean, but yeah, I can't really say, oh, it's horrible because you're getting what you pay for. You're just paying too much. Exactly, you're getting whatever costume, character, color edit, or piece of background that comes with the character pack. You're getting whatever yeah, exactly. you're buying into. And I mean, hey, I hate to say it, but uh, I'd rather do that. No, you're right. I think if Overwatch, I think a lot of people like if people complain about the Overwatch loot boxes. I think if you just made all those costumes or outfits and you just said like, okay, this is the retail price for a microtransaction. Yeah. I would, people complain less. I wouldn't really give a crap because people want to pay yeah, for the cost. I mean, exactly. That's great. I admit, I've even caught myself saying, like, you know, in the case of Overwatch, it's like, honestly, I like a lot of these skins. I'd just rather shill out the five bucks than for the loot box. And then you can argue that you say, like, you know, like, the buying that Preco transaction is your way of supporting the developer, uh, the, the developer a little further beyond once you buy the product and you can but it's fine because you know what you're getting which is why like we've talked about it we've talked about this before but it's outside of the podcast that like one of my one of our pet peeves both of us is the season pass that doesn't tell right. you what's and in the then season pass. you know and to top that off when you finally get the season pass it's like oh here's all this stuff you actually probably would have wanted but it's outside the season pass it's like really <laughs> i know oh god i think um was it oh, batman man. arkham knight for me was a big was a good example of like what the fuck were they thinking with that season pass? I'm not – I mean I guess I could pull it up on Google. But the basic consensus for anyone listening was just – they basically said we have a season pass and they kind of barely told anybody what was in it. And every little addition they added was yeah, kind exactly. of just disappointing. I mean I'll admit it's like for Soul Calibur Six, I got the season pass for that. And uh, I mean I'm disappointed in everything they got for that. And now they're announcing a new one and I'm like, uh, really? <laughs> But <laughs> I mean that's disappointing. But at least they told you what like it's three characters costume and like three um, was it three characters? Let me think. Yeah, and it costume sets, and you technically got what you got. But except they didn't tell you what was in the costume set, and they didn't tell you what the characters were. The one model, I, I, like the ones who do it well. Really, the characters we got, they, you know, they kind of commit the Smash Brothers sin where it's an Echo Fighter, basically. Mm, that's true. That's true. I was going to say that Mortal Kombat, like the other realm, the way they do season passes yeah. is actually brilliant because they have their tra- – because generally you, you see the P- – I think you generally see four to five characters at a time, right? I mean they always tease like an initial one, but like shortly afterwards they'll be like, oh, I guess who else is coming? We're getting this guy and this guy and this girl and it's – I mean yeah, so no, they, they're pretty good about telling you what's coming. You just got to wait. <laughs> but yeah. And that's that. <laughs> But, but that's fine. I, I would rather invest. I mean, I don't play Mortal Kombat, but if I had, if I was into it, I would invest in a season oh, yeah, pass definitely. like that in a heartbeat. 
because I know exactly what's coming. If I know, now that I know that Terminator is coming our way in like let's say the next year or so, I'll be like, okay, I'll support this. Yeah, I'll support I mean, this. And I'll give another run credit on that, man. It's like, you know, outside of like Smash Brothers right now, they probably have some of the best cameo characters like ever in a fighting game. Oh yeah, the details they put into it, like, oh, oh I know it's super like, well done. I know they couldn't get Arnold Schwarzenegger, but still it looks legit. I mean, like, I know, uh, what was it, Injustice? They had, like, Ninja Turtles, man. I was, like, I was fanboying over that. I was, like, oh, that is awesome. Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And even, like, either implementation of, like, the characters you didn't think would ever work in a fighting game were, like, pretty cool. Like, I think they did, what, the Atom, right? They did the Atom for Injustice 2. And that's a a fighting game character I just would never expect to be a fighting game character. But they had the balls to try yeah, it. Did. It I mean, pretty fun. I actually did play around with him, and I, I actually enjoyed him. He, it was actually pretty cool, especially when you got to do his finisher. Because otherwise, I think outside of that, I think the only time I've seen like a, an Adam or a small character like that was in Hawkeye Super and Marvel vs. Ultimate yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, where he pops in on um, Hawkeye's arrow. But that's it. I've never yeah. seen anything quite so like speaking that. Of, right. <laughs> he's tiny. So speaking of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, man, it's like Phoenix Wright. Oh man, that that was that was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a! I I remember people saying it's impossible. You can never put him into a fighting game. But you know, with enough dedication and love or enthusiasm for a uh, oh, an yeah. idea, they made it happen. I mean, it, it, that was he a was super fun. Funny. He was super it was. Fun. I did love his little special man, the big old giant on the desk or the judge. I'm like, oh god, dude. <laughs> but that's what I loved about that game. Oh, the way that they were just. And his entire move set basically was an homage yeah. to the game, so to speak. So, like, you know, everything, like, collect- looking at evidence, collecting clues. Like, they didn't just say, like, oh, let's just have him punch, kick, or, like, you know, do something unorthodox for him. Everything he did was just kind of a very Phoenix right thing to do. Yeah, you know, including, like, uh, Maya coming in, like, flailing her arms around, <laughs> it's like, which is a Maya thing to do. <laughs> I almost expected to see Pearl be one of his special attacks, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I actually expected more of a ca- more cameos from everybody, but I imagine you know with that many characters, they had to limit themselves to right. like three. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they can't do like Smash Brothers, yeah. which you know, man, Smash Brothers is freaking insane with like all the characters they're bringing into that. I think that's been funny is that um, I think I, I think I was reading a Destructoid article, and somebody said like you know it's not Smash Brothers anymore. It's not Nintendo's Smash Brothers. It feels like it's video games. Video games. Colon the video game. Video games colon video <laughs> games colon the, the fighting game. And I love that. <laughs> but yeah, I love that too. And it's and I'm like all for it. I'm all for it because like I think like I mean that's where Smash Brothers really shines is not just pulling from its entire Nintendo only library. Just pulling outside is bringing together like you know just the love for these video game video game mascots. Or, you know, these memorable games. I mean, that's yeah, what it's all about. I mean, and each time they introduce them, they do it in such a brilliant way. It's like, it's just so awesome to see these characters pop in these trailers. And it's like, oh my God. Especially it was uh, the new one, Terry Bogard, man. It's like, everyone lost their mind with that, and I don't blame them. Yeah, I know, exactly. I was super psyched for that one. Yeah, I'm psyched for that one. I'll admit, I actually kind of went against my rule because I know we were saying, ah, oh, we're not going to pay for the costume sets. Uh, I had a stroke of inspiration last night. So I did throw down 75 cents. I bought the Sans costume and I made comic book guy from the Simpsons. Yeah, I made comic <laughs> book guy. I was like, dude, okay. It's like, it's a fat body. I, got, I have a fat amiibo or a me. I'm, I'm going to make comic book guy. All right, you're going to have to send me that. you have to send that picture later. Oh, yeah, I will. That sounds amazing. <laughs> 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 so you just gave him like the the neck beard type of thing and you gave him the hoodie yeah i gave him the right? sand gave him that uh sans's yeah, body costume mean, you know so he has a little dragon <laughs> head it'd be like you know i could i just imagine uh the comic guy being like uh it's like this is not uh the sans uh gun this is the blue eyes white dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh. do not touch it is in pristine condition <laughs> worst cameo ever <laughs> i can't do his voice but <laughs> Worst <laughs> costume creator ever. No, neither can I. It's uh, fine. We'll cut that out of no, post. No, no we, we got to keep that uh, in. People got it. Uh, that's uh, great. No, that's fine. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't buy. My complaint about that is, I felt like given the the time between fighter releases and how these every costume is like seventy five cents. Why couldn't they just made it part of the fighter pass? 
But if there is a costume you do like that's only 75 cents, I'm not going to be like, yeah. you shouldn't buy it. Definitely go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there's there really some cool is, stuff in there. I mean, and I will give them credit. It's like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They should be part of the fighter pass. But, you know, at least it ain't like, uh, what is it, uh, dead or alive. I mean, you ain't paying 15 bucks for a swimsuit. So, I mean, I, I can I can select 75 cents slide. Wait, wait. 15 bucks? You're probably pricing yeah, that down. Yeah, more than you? likely. It's like <laughs> – It's probably like – Probably forty bucks. <laughs> all the swimsuits for all the girls and the boys and whoever, and then they have like different shades of bathing suit. It's gonna, it's it's ridiculous. It really is. But people buy. If you only need a, oh, if you only have like a handful of people buy like the bill. Oh no, I'm scared. Uh, to buy the bundles, then like it's right. gonna pay for itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's. I think it's crazy that people are willing to throw so much money at stuff, especially when most of it is uh, eye candy. But I mean, teach their own. I ain't gonna judge. Just like that's and that's true. Actually, as much as as much as I like to like, you know, throw shit at companies for doing things like this. If people are buying it and enjoying certain things like that, right. who am I to judge? There are things that you know, there's preferences, right? <laughs> the things we want to do. <laughs> oh. Well, did I lose somebody? Did I lose myself? Did we just go radio silent? Hello? Hello? Oh no, I think I lost Ani. Paradise lost. It says it's recording me. Okay, you're starting to come back. I'm pulling you oh out God. of the rift. It was horrible, man. There was Void Spiders, and Justin Timberlake was down there, and uh, Justin Bieber, and every other annoying person with the name of Justin. It was awful. Oh, it sounds like you're yeah. in the Justin Void. Don't ever go into the Justin verse. That's not a pleasant place yeah, to no. be. Yeah. Oh, the Justin verse. Man, I've been to the Justin verse. I've seen some things horrible. Uh, wow. Oh. Uh. Wow, God, the static. Oh, I think I know why. It's like I accidentally hit the steam button, and it was like, oh, the steam button. Oh, the steam button. I thought there's actually like a steam button. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have one installed. <laughs> like a like the like a like kettle of steam. Like where... I would say no, I couldn't install huh? one. It's like it just sprayed me in the face with steam. This will cool me down. Oh God, it's burning in my face. I think my eyes melted. <laughs> Oh no! Oh God! Who would put a button in this keyboard that does this? <laughs> this is a terrible oh, idea. I feel bad, and I should. <laughs> speaking of Steam, uh, this is like oh, the sorry, wo- go ahead. Oh, that's fine. Go ahead, please. Okay, no, Actual I was going to say speaking of Steam. So I actually I did go to uh, the nightly release of uh, Borderland Three last night, and they actually had one of the voice actors there doing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I went with Jin because he uh, he pre-ordered the game, and it was actually kind of, it was kind of cool. They actually had a voice actor and like raffles and stuff. I, it was kind of annoying because people kept asking. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Hang on, Wes. You actually had the, a voice actor come to your local GameStop? Yeah, it was. Or this was at your, the quote. No, it was actually at the local, it was at the local GameStop. And uh, yeah, he was doing autographs and you could get like raffle tickets and they were giving away prizes. Uh, it was actually a really cool event. And there was like a lot of people there, a lot of enthusiasm. I felt bad because everyone kept asking, oh, are you getting a copy? I'm like, no, I'm not getting a copy. I'm a PC. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a PC gamer. And they're like, oh, you getting your PC copy? No. <laughs> God. Wait a sec. Wait. So, wait. So, my question. I actually didn't. Actually, this is. Like, I didn't think think about this. Are the they? If they are they? Do they even sell? They can't sell physical. Does anyone buy anything PC from GameStop that's not a digital code anymore? Uh, as far as I know, or is it just? Yeah, as far as I know, they don't have physical PC copies anymore. I mean, you can either buy digital codes or you can just buy the cash shop cards. See, see, that's how out of it. Okay, first off, listeners, just to have you know, as a longtime gamer, Z here doesn't really game hunt his PC or his Mac. At best, I probably played Final Fantasy fourteen on my Mac. But I'm more of a console gamer. I prefer doing everything with the console or the occasional weird game I play. I, that's only available on the PC. But 
So what I just said is probably just the most ancient thing that anybody could say. Moving over to Adi now. Well, no, actually, I think it's pretty relevant because, I mean, especially with, you know, the the whole storefront battles going on on PC these days, I'm pretty sure that it, that does bring the question. It's like, well, what's stopping me from just getting the copy at the uh, GameStop? You know, well, because GameStop doesn't have them. <laughs> I think Best Buy still sells physical Your copies. Your dying. See, I remember the last time I went to a GameStop, I probably maybe saw like a, a PC box version of like – Blizzard's like war chests or their battle chest, right? Right. So it'd be the Warcraft battle chest, the Starcraft battle chest. And it, but otherwise it was just a wall of, of prepaid cards or prepaid or gift cards to buy certain games off of Steam. I think that I think like, I haven't been in the GameStop in like a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still go in there for Switch, so, <laughs> but that's about it. No, that's fair. I, I've grown too accustomed to my corporate overward of Amazon, sadly. <laughs> They're just, it's too easy just to do the, the same day, uh, same release day shipping when it works. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just waiting for the day when they just make like an Amazon delivery tube, like mandatory in everybody's house, you know, cause you know that, you know, that's going to happen. Just going to have these tubes running all well, over actually, the world. <laughs> but to go back to your game stuff, I'm actually surprised. Like I, cause you always described yourself, um, to being kind of like in a, not to say bumble fuck, you know, I don't you know, wherever, but like, you know, I'm not saying that's where you are, but you've always kind of described yourself, you know, this is, we're not by a major city. Like we're not like, we're not right by like a certain place, but to have the voice actor coming from the game to promote this event at your local GameStop, although it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think the big draw for that though, is because I mean, yeah, we are in bubblefuck Egypt right now. No offense to any Egyptians who end up hearing this, but we do have a, a tourist trap in that we have like a big old casino resort. So I guess they figure, oh, well, people go to the casino. Uh, yeah, you know. I see, I see. Well, people like loot boxes, so. <laughs> of course, the same audience now. If you're going to gamble anyway, just go to the casino. I go to GameStop. But the books, uh, but basically, you, but so it seems like you went to this event. People were really excited for Borderlands 3 to come out. And, um, and I imagine, I'm not just saying that, like, well, I'm hearing myself. Oh, hiccup. <laughs> Excuse me, I just hiccuped. Um, I was going to say that, um, no, I think it's, I know we've talked negatively in the past about Epic and Borderlands 3, the craziness with uh, Take Two and all that outside of this podcast. Um, but the, the fans actually been really excited for something they've been waiting, what, like seven, eight years for? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's. Yeah, I, I applaud people. I mean, they ain't letting the stuff with Randy Pitchford, like, you know, they ain't letting that stop their enthusiasm, which is well, good, you know. I mean, we have some Discord mates that. Um, that's my cool way of saying like friends on Discord, um, but I'm, that um, basically don't even aren't even aware of the controversy. Yeah, right. They're kind of so focused on the game that they're like, "What are you talking about? Who are who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about this Epic Game Store stuff. It doesn't impact me." Yeah, and I mean, and that's fair. It's kind of like me with, like, celebrities. It's like, I like the movies, I like the music, but, man, you tell me what's going on with the, with the actual actor. Or the music. Well, so, I can't say anything. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of cool to see all that energy and stuff. And like I said, I felt that I didn't get a copy. Cause, I mean, I, I would rather get it on PC, but I'm not going to about the bow down to Epic's demand for the PC, for the PC copy. I'll wait until a year from now and the game of the year, you know, 50% off version. Whoa, static. Hello, static. Shock. <laughs> okay, wait. That was a good superhero, though. Uh... Okay, static's disappearing. Not here. Okay, good. We're back. It might be. <laughs> it's, right. it's storming where I'm at, so it might be interfering with my internet connection, too. Oh, it's storming right now? Yeah, bummer. I know. Actually, I remember with uh, Ch- uh, when you were with Chessa and you guys are playing. Sometimes I remember uh, Chessa would message being like, "Oh shit, there's a storm, watch out!" And then like fourteen would like black out <laughs> on her end, and I'd just be alone in the the, the FC house, be like, "Chessa, Ani, where is everybody?" Like we got sucked into the nether. All right, since we brought back 14, we're back. We've happened to uh, done a circle back to this topic for anyone not aware. So retro. So I've known Ani, and we've referred to Chessa a few times in this podcast. He is um, Ani's mate, essentially, yeah. <laughs> made for life. Yes. And um, 
I happen to have joined their um, free company, which is basically a guild on Final Fantasy XIV a few years ago. And I joined their guild when I was a patchwing or a fledgling trying to playing into the game. So I met up with them around that time. We developed this friendship. Uh, eventually, we just we all kind of hung out on Discord, and we've been talking ever since. Um, it's not the same FC as before, but we're now we're in a kind of a nice, closely closer knit, smaller FC. It's kind of like more for retired adventurers. So you can imagine the old adventurers hanging out in the bar, like a. Uh, monkey island like pirates like those old pirates just sitting at the table drinking beer yeah and that's kind of what we're doing the fc now but that's how i actually know ani um from the time period yeah i mean that and that was like wow when did we all when did we meet that was years ago now Ward, yeah yeah i know time has flown yeah, I want to say what shoot like almost three years, I think, if not longer. I mean, I might be exactly- put it to perspective. I actually watched, or we actually did live comments about Trump, the the Trump election, and really, we're not going to talk politics on this podcast. But I'm just in terms of time, how long I've known these people. Um, I was probably like talking about politics before Trump got elected with the same group of people. So it's been a few years for sure. It's been many years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. I was a, I was a hardcore Bernie bro, which is what we called Bernie supporters back then. And not cause I'm political, <laughs> but he just seemed like the lesser of all the evils at the time. And he had some good ideas. And yeah, but, uh, of, course. but of course we don't want to had, more. I, yeah. I mean, I'll let you finish that thought, but then I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> you can finish your thought if you want. Yeah, cause I don't. I just don't want someone to listen to me like, how dare you talk about Trump? Make America great again. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's okay if someone really thinks thinks like, oh, Trump is great. You don't have to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> but no, honestly, I. But I, I, I have no, I have no plans to discuss any politics unless it relates to the game itself. Yeah, and you know, and honestly, I think um, other I've talked, I've listened to other podcasts and other people discussing this. Is that no matter what we do in life or what we do, especially video games now because they're creative works, they. There is always going to be politics in what we ingest or what we uh, perceive. Yeah. So I'm not going to say. I guess it wasn't fair to say anti-politics. I guess I'm going to say anti. Um, it has to be relevant politics. Basically, as it applies to the, for now. to the topic of gaming or anime yeah. or whatever we're talking about. Like, you know, for example, like um, look, the Trump administration right now for gun control, they're saying like video games. They're going back to video games. Yeah, as basically being the root of all the evil. Yeah. And I, all I could say is they're fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. That's obviously wrong. I mean, yeah, and that's how I'll leave it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's like I, it's always been the dumbest thing to blame video games because before that, it was music and TVs and movies. And I mean, come on, guys, it's like, oh god, you fuck this guy, Marilyn Manson. He's doing the weird things. He's corrupting our youth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, remember, I remember a time period where Beavis and Butthead oh, was the root of all evil. <laughs> And like Beavis and Butthead, Do America came out as a film, and people were just like, "This is not, you know, this movie is really good, actually." But oh, like they they're corrupting everyone, and I'm like, "Not really, no." <laughs> yeah, no, I remember like you know the whole Paul McCartney or not, or I think that's what I'm thinking of the guy who was against video games. I can't remember his name, uh, but. Yeah, he wasn't even trying to say stuff like Mario was corrupting kids. It's like, oh, it encourages people to jump on people's heads. It's like, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> what? Nobody can jump that high. Because there's been a, there are rampant cases of people across the country jumping on people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> Although we do have a pretty sizable group of people that probably do shrooms. Right. But, you know, yeah, that's recreational. Yeah. That's their time. Yeah, they were doing that before Mario, so... <laughs> Exactly. In fact, they were. Just, in fact, yeah. Exactly. Shrooms were before Mario. Absolutely. I mean, if you wanted, to well, it makes me wonder if Miyamoto. Oh no, I believe it. I mean, I, I, him and him and um, him and Kojima, they get together on the weekends. You know, they do. <laughs> I, I want to say weekends or at least once a month they get together and just have a crazy drug-induced hallucination group of activity and then somehow they and they must have a poor intern just writing down whatever ideas they have and then the weekend's over and they're like okay these are your new ideas yeah my book says it's sakurai they drag sakurai he's the one who has to write everything down that's why that's why he always looks so sickly <laughs> that's his work 
It's like you write. That's the secret to his youth. Yeah. You write down ideas, then you make more Smash Brothers. That works. Oh, oh! Did you actually hear? Um, I thinking of Sakurai. It turns out, I guess they had a recent event. He basically confirmed once again that someone like Goku would never join Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, because he had to just—he's reiterated this over the last. I guess he's like the last for. I guess because compared to like all the other characters now left in the cast of the Wish List, Goku is kind of like the last one that everyone wants a certain base of fan but he's just like he, he's like they have to primarily be in a fucking video game yeah I mean, it doesn't fit what we're trying to do yeah i mean goku it's like i mean his, his domain is manga and anime so i mean he he yeah no that disqualifies him that he'd be too op anyway <laughs> <laughs> look I, I yeah exactly like there's just there's too much going on they would just I mean, it would be it would be fun, but I would actually prefer that slot to go to somebody else anyway. Yeah, like Shantae. If anyone like it. I think she does. You're right. I absolutely absolutely given her roots in the Game Boy Advance and throughout the years, she. I think they should throw her a bone, so to speak. Uh, it would be great, especially considering she was one of those obscure games from that era who survived all, all the way till today. I mean, uh, if you really think about it, no, you're absolutely you know because she survived like the Jazz Jackrabbit, the Gianna Sister years. I mean, <laughs> oh god, the Gianna Sisters. Oh, I remember that. Oh god, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I actually think I, there I, was, there, it was like oh. a, I just remember I didn't play that game. I just remember hearing the title and seeing the box art and being like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they were basically the female Mario Brothers back in the day, and I know I actually played one of their games uh, when it was free on PlayStation Plus. It, it's it's not bad, but I mean, yeah, you can definitely tell they didn't really stray too much from the well, we're female Mario formula, <laughs> like not too much really. All right, I'm going to do um, what's it called? A shift, okay, in the podcast now. Basically, meaning that I'm going to ask have formatted a little bit where it's like we have two things. Two questions we'll ask of each other in terms of like, what are you playing now? And what is something you're looking forward to next week or next two weeks or something? In terms of some entertaining release, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be video games. It could be a movie, a show, something interesting like that. Oh, okay. So you go first. You can um, answer that question. Okay. So playing now, I'm playing right now, of course, River City Girl since I finished Astral Chain. Um, what I'm looking forward to, definitely Link's Awakening when that hits the Switch. And I'm also looking forward to that new Joker movie, especially after hearing uh, uh, Kevin talking about it on his uh, Fat Man Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about you? What are you playing now? No, I mean, you, uh, well, I mean, I'm still playing. I actually, despite finishing River City Girls, I am in a second run through with the secret characters of that game. Awesome. And the new game plus is pretty good. Uh, basically, you um, retain the money, the girls' levels, their move sets, and whatever accessories they bought. Oh, cool! So, so you actually get like you can carry around a lot. And then the level, ma- the cap, the max level cap is level thirty, I think. And around level twenty-five, you max out their inventory. Oh, okay. But and all and but but most of I mean, what I've done so far is I've gone, I've been going through the levels, just playing as the other characters. And trying to level them up, and if I, if the boss happens to be more difficult than I remember, or a specific a very difficult encounter pops up, I'll pop to one of the girls. Yeah. What's nice is and you you notice that this you know this now. What's nice about this is that all the quests, the all the side quests, and the main quests, whatever experience and money you get, everybody gets. Yeah, with all of all the all the characters. So you like so by the end of the game, and you uh, even if you aren't switching between the two girls that much, you'll be you'll be able to buy all the moves and most of the stuff you need to really work on that next character um, by the end of your playthrough. Probably even like three quarters of the way to end. It's it's a really like it's I love that game because it's just so fucking replayable. It really is. I mean, and like and like we were discussing earlier, you know, via text, it's on Discord. It's like I mean, even even when it gets at its worst and you know, and most frustrating, it, you still want to go back because it's like you know, it's like oh, I can do it this time. Like, and I love that. You know, that's and that's perfect. You're absolutely right. Like, you actually feel encouraged. You never feel like like oh, I'm fucking under leveled, or oh, like this is just so frustrating. I want to stop. You think to yourself, like, okay, I got myself in this predicament. Yeah. <laughs> I got myself surrounded. Oh, you know what? I didn't bring any, like, um, po- enough potions with me. 
to figure out this fight. Okay, now I kind of have I know the patterns a little better. Like you feel encouraged to get through it each time, and you'll get better each time. Yeah, but um, it's it's fun. I I really like it. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it really is a beautiful game, and I mean, and I, and I know some people tried trash talking it, but I mean, honestly, I would encourage them because I know a lot of them didn't play it. You know, it's just one of those things. Oh, we're gonna hate, <laughs> we're gonna hate on it because I don't know. I guess that's like the thing. Nintendo stuff, especially on the going out on the Switch, is getting like a lot of hate for some reason now. I guess it's because it's winning. Oh, people fans. <laughs> you know, and it is and, and, yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. I think it, I was reading now is that the NPD, the sales, I think the Switch, Nintendo has been having a, a hell of a great year compared to the other two other consoles. And they're all their game, all their major games. I think Astral 10, you'll be happy to hear this, is in the top 10 of physical sales. Yeah. Of um, the, it's, it's a release of that when it, for that month of release, which is impressive for a new IP. Right. And for one platform. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah, but I think you know it also goes to the beauty of Nintendo because I mean, you know, they played it so smart. Like you know, when this whole from their rivalry with the Genesis, I mean, they made it. They made the that one console that's integrated everywhere. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter what you have. There's always going to be a Nintendo something. <laughs> and I'm not going to say like Nintendo is not a flawless company, but they've like like Wii U was a. I'm not going to say a, a huge flop, but it obviously wasn't the most successful system for them. Like, you know, but they, 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 they took those, they took their beatings. And honestly, I think my brother-in-law said this, um, he's a big Nintendo fan as well. He basically, I think he read in an interview that Nintendo basically had to create the Wii U to get to where they are now. Yeah. I mean, like in order to get to the switch, they had to have learned how to make the Wii U kind of learn consumer habits. And then they had to like completely like uh, fuck up the Wii U almost. To get to where they are, and that's and they have the and because of the Wii sales, they have a huge warhorse to be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, and actually, that's a good way to say that because I mean, yeah, I could, you know, the Wii U actually does make when you actually look at it, it is kind of like the prototype of the Switch, you know, and they're kind of actually doing what Sega used to do back when they made consoles, except they're actually doing it smarter. Where Sega would throw out like all these crazy ideas all at once. Nintendo, they they spend each generation kind of perfecting and experimenting. Like the Wii, the, the Wii was their perfection stage and then the Wii U was their experimental for the next idea and then now we got the Switch. So I'm kind of curious where it's going to go from here. Though I'm not in a hurry to get there. Yeah, I don't know. No, honestly, it's weird. You're right. Like what other innovation could and I almost, it's not like I'm a concern because obviously I'm happy with what the Switch does now. I mean, at best, I could see them getting more powerful. Yeah. Uh, longer, bigger battery lives and, you know, that usual. But like, are they going to fall into a bit of that, um, what's it called? Because um, this is not necessarily video games, but like smartphones, right? There was a point where I, I, iPhones were the rage. And now we've kind of reached this point where all the smartphones in general, there's a cap of innovation. Everyone's kind of doing the same thing. It's just the specs that are changing. Yeah. Technology itself isn't innovating any further. And with Nintendo, I mean, I can imagine Microsoft or Sony, especially Sony. Sony loves doing this. They like taking ideas from other companies. Um, But, you know, trying to take the Switch formula. And like trying to make that work, so, you know, in their own way. So I don't know where Nintendo will go from here. Yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know either. Though Sony, man, it's like if they do try to take like the Switch idea, they're going to have an uphill battle because we saw how badly they handled the Vita, at least here in the West. So that's going to be a lot. They're going to have. And I, and I love the Vita. <laughs> I, mean, I love that system. I do too, but they, they watched it so badly. Yeah. Yeah, like it had some of my favorite games. It actually had a beautiful screen. The battery life was excellent. There are some things the Switch could even learn from it in terms of how it does like some of its uh, features. But honestly, like Sony just, I guess they didn't try. I, I want to say they didn't try hard enough to really appeal to make it uh, make it work. But I have to say if the Vita was, you know, like the Vita versus the Switch now. Like you're, I'm like Switch, I'm like Vita what? <laughs> The Switch is just so superior in every sense of the word. Yeah, I mean... It's so good. uh, It's also good, but what makes it sad is that it also killed Nintendo's other handheld, which is kind of funny in a way. The 3DS? Yeah. Well, apparently, like, Nintendo says that, that that their handheld business isn't dead. Like, you know, in the sense that, like, they don't see it as, like, I think... 
I guess the light, the the Switch Lite is their new Game Boy in a way, but I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they're going to try doing another handheld. You know, I'm th- I'm trying I'm trying to think like what their wording was, but do you think Nintendo would create another Game Boy with the Switch out? No, honestly, I think what might actually happen is like I think the Switch Lite is kind of another experiment, like seeing if they can like take the Switch but make it smaller, like make it more portable than it already is. And no offense, and yeah, and no offense to anybody that gets the Switch Lite, but I almost feel like why if if it's only a hundred dollars more, just get the regular one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> I would just save up and just go for that. I I wouldn't get the the, the mobile Switch, the mobile Switch Lite. I I don't understand. I don't particularly understand the mentality of getting the Switch Lite versus getting the Switch regular one. If it's like a one hundred dollar difference, I mean, the only thing I can but, see is like it's just that like it's just being more cost effective but at the end of the day i mean it's like it's kind of a step down too so yeah because the battery life is better on the normal switch even yeah i I think that's what that's what throws me like i think it's like an hour or or hour and a half better and and that's even kind of like like what doesn't make any sense Like if you want to have a portable, the more portable device has the lacking battery. Yeah, and on top of that, you can't get physical games, which is going to be a huge downgrade to your library potential because, I mean, whatever memory is in there and whatever SD you throw in it will probably be the best you can get as far as how many games you can store. And then I guess I read that the the controllers or the Joy-Cons are actually, they're built in. You can't take them out. So, and especially with the the drift problem that Joy-Cons tend to have, that's not exactly a reassuring concept. Somebody supposedly opened up a Switch Lite and they said that it doesn't have the same exact Joy-Con issues. But then again, I feel like that's one of those problems you can't see until you have like six months or a couple months in. Right. To see how much wear and tear there is. And I don't trust Nintendo enough at this point point nintendo's a great company and i actually you know we both we both expressed our love that they are they have some of the best force they're the best first party developers by far yeah at this point and, and you know and and, it, and the fact is is that the switch is an amazing device but they're not perfect they do things that are like still counter are surprisingly not modern yeah. <laughs> as we put it right yeah. like um like the nintendo online for example is like a complete joke of a subscription I have it for free because of Twitch, um, the promotion a while back for the free, the free subscription. But honestly, I don't see any reason to keep it beyond that. Like once it's over, because they don't offer anything particularly interesting. Yeah, I'll admit it's pretty lacking. I mean, I'll probably keep it around for the Super Nintendo stuff. I'm hoping, you know, that they actually. I know they said they're going to do a regular re- releases, but I do hope they they give us a few, ga- quite a few games to go on that. But yeah, there's really not a lot going on. Apparently, Microsoft is supposed to incorporate Xbox Live into it at some point in the future, and that's supposed to make things loads better. I hope, but we'll see. I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I heard yeah, because they want to they want to bring stuff over to for. Or, or it might ha- might come with Ori. Um, that that game should be coming out shortly. Actually, I think either the end of this month or in October. Huh. Ori in the Blind Forest, or whatever that was called. Yeah, no, Ori in the Blind Forest, which is uh, crazy. That's the second that's the second Microsoft game coming to. Oh no, technically Minecraft, then Cuphead, then this game. Yeah, <laughs> then Ori uh, in the Forest. Yeah, so that would be three. But th- I think that might come with the Xbox support. The, um, so to speak. Yeah, which uh, I mean, what a time to be alive, though, man. Microsoft is sharing. They're sharing with everybody except Epic, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Sakurai, like he's even saying, like, oh, if you want to, you know, if you want more Banjo Kazooie, you could play it on your Xbox or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, he like recommended people to play it on the Xbox. <laughs> And I was just like, wow, yeah. what a world. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Nintendo is telling you to go play an Xbox game. and then, But then again, it's like in the past, uh, I remember back like in the Xbox magazine, the, the, there was people in there saying, hey, you should go play uh, Nintendo games. And there was even uh, the president of Xbox at the time was even saying he would give anything to have Mario on Xbox. Imagine <laughs> happening like was as much as Nintendo and Microsoft are kind of getting together these days. I wonder if that would ever, I don't know, I don't, as much as this collaboration has been happening well then again like mario is what well technically mario is on ios and android now yeah right so is so is fire emblem and animal crossing they're not those are not nintendo devices they've entered the nintendo is now part of the smartphone app uh world now too so never say never right? yeah i mean i have dr mario on my phone and i mean yeah i mean i don't know it's like in like my nintendo is working with a lot more third-party groups like i mean ubisoft uh they've worked with teen ninja before um the guys who make uh 
mm-hmm. the the Warriors games. I mean, so who knows what we'd be seeing in the future? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I guess I forgot since you asked the question. So yeah, I've been playing River City Girls, and I already discussed how great that was. Um, I do need to catch up in fourteen. I promised your bow that I was going to help out with some stuff, and I keep forgetting to go online to actually chop some wood. Yeah, I did to help out with those So I won't say anything because I've been meaning to get on. And I-, I should. I should. Don't tell Chessa. Maybe she forgot. <laughs> As she listens to this podcast, um, or overhears you talking about this, <laughs> but also, um, I told you I was playing with the Code Vein beta, which seems okay. Great character creator, okay game. Not much to say beyond that. I'm not going to buy it because next week for me, the release I'm looking forward to is the game I've been talking about for like the last two years. Is this little indie game <laughs> called Untitled Goose Game? Oh uh, yeah, which is coming to the Epic Game Store and coming to Nintendo. Nintendo Switch, and you can ignore. You could just, you know what? If you don't like the Epic Game Store thing, just call it a Switch exclusive. I'm, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call it a Switch exclusive. Um, Epic is, uh, like- and for anyone, and for uh, sorry, I'm interrupting because I'm just so excited about this game. No, I don't blame you. And I don't know anything about this game beyond what I've seen in trailers. And if you haven't heard about this game before, just type in to your YouTube "Untitled Goose Game" and you'll see it's a wonderful game about how to dick people over <laughs> on a daily basis that's what the game is it's a, it's a it's a it's a how to be a dick to somebody simulator without actually actual real world real world ramifications and that's what and i love little sandbox things like that yeah so um that's probably that's the release i've been looking forward to i in my head it's the 20th and uh, i know switch is doing a discounted launch it's usually 20 it's going to be 20 normally but 15 at launch for a limited time oh maybe i should probably pick it up then because i mean it does look like a lot of fun i ain't gonna lie so oh, i mean i know it's and i have a feeling it's going to be shorter than i want it to be but i feel like for what i if i get like one good hour out of it i would just be like i'll be on the over the moon yeah <laughs> Because I don't know, I just I love the idea of stealing keys from a a gardener and chasing around and making him fall on his ass, <laughs> stealing his sandwiches. Oh, that's the life. I mean, I mean <laughs> honestly, I think I might like I might really like this game because it kind of the hearing you talk about it, it kind of reminds me of another game I really loved, which was a I mean it wasn't advertised that way, but it was a huge be a dick simulator, and it was back on the Super Nintendo actually. It was called Pac Man's Adventure Two, I think, and basically all you were was you were like this dude off off screen dude with a slingshot. You used the slingshot to interact with the world around you and guide Pac Man, but you could make his life a living hell. And I had so many hours of enjoyment out of that game. I never beat it. I never cared to. I just love seeing how pissed off or miserable I could make Pac-Man each time I play. I, I have never heard of this game. I have to look this up. I know Pac-Man, but I've never heard of this specific game design. And now I'm intrigued. I'll send you a link uh, after we finish here because it's like it, it was hilarious. But yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. And if I had to mention anything binge worthy. There is this Amazon Prime show that has a pretty cool cartoon. I um, can't remember the name of it now, but uh, it's by the people who worked on BoJack Horseman. So I'm going to maybe check it out this weekend. But we'll see. Other than that, it's going to be a pretty lazy weekend, (laughs) so to speak. Yeah. Now, you know, like I said during our mic check, man, it's like sadly my weekend ends after today. But, you know, hopefully it's like the week ahead won't be too bad. You know, being a... Mm-hmm. Being a security guard, it's like uh, it's. Never, I really don't have too much to complain about at my job. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you get any switch time when you're um, doing your job? Um, actually, no, because or no, no. I thought about- you have to be attentive. Well, it's not so much have to be attentive. It's just I only I only get really two days when I have enough downtime to really have switch time, but. I've always had that luck that whenever I try to take something with me, it'd be like, oh, it's going to be slow. I'll be, I'll just use this to occupy me. I did that with my 3DS once, and it was like, oh, that's when everybody wants to come in. It's like, oh, hey, boss, how are you doing today? I'm doing better. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. No, you know, I've always had the same thing where I thought the Switch would be the most portable console ever for me, but it ended up being kind of the uh, – like I enjoy it more just having it hooked up on the dock. yeah. And kind of enjoying these games. Like, I actually, I was convinced that like my appeal would be to have it on the go or even playing in bed. But I actually don't do it nearly as much of it as I thought. I'm not on, uh, you know, I'm not, I just the home having it on the dock has been my preferable way to enjoy the Switch. Yeah, same here. The only time I really go in the handheld mode is just like someone else wants to use the TV, you know, which admittedly. 
So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or if I'm playing. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Or if I'm playing the Let's Go Pokemon games, because I hate using just a single Joy-Con for that. What? You don't use the little Pokeball that comes with it? I, and just do that? I didn't get the Pokeball. I actually need to go buy me one. Oh, my, I have my nephew. Uh, my nephew has me do. He doesn't even put. My nephew doesn't play with it, but he got it. And he had me do it for second player for uh, Pokemon Let's Go. Uh-huh. And it was just, it was, it was such a klutzy. It's not an intuitive design. <laughs> like I, it's like there's a little like joy, little joystick in the ball, and, you just, and there's that's and that's it. Oh, really? And there's like one button to press. Uh, so it's not really you can't actually use it to like do anything. I think it's designed primarily just to house the Pokemon that you whatever if you want to take the Pokemon with you in that ball. Oh, okay. I think I mean I, I can't. You can, I think that's what people mostly use it for. Yeah, I remember someone told me, it's like, oh, you can play the whole game with the Pokeball. I was like, how? It's just like a ball with a little button. <laughs> I guess it opens up for the joystick. I mean, you, you, I mean, you can, I think. It's just not fun. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it being fun. It, it doesn't sound like people, can, people can do all those things. I, I think if you figure, I mean, it's just like all those game challenges, right? I'm sure somebody will find a way to beat Dark Souls with the Pokeball. <laughs> I, I want I want to YouTube that. That's how because that's how the internet is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean people have done the same thing with what DDR DDR mats. Oh yeah yeah yeah. They'll they'll try they'll do the hardest boss and use every gate or um I think my favorite is not DDR mats uh the Donkey Kong bongos. Oh wow, <laughs> that is awesome. People are using those to do uh, Dark Souls, which is amazing. I am always I'm always just like why why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I've seen weird challenges. Like okay, that, but I think the only one I really want to try is like taping like two VR controllers together and trying to do Beat Saber Darth Maul style. That's as far as I'll go. Actually, I was gonna say I listened to another podcast recently, and they had very positive things to say about the Oculus uh, Quest or um, the device you got recently, or you, uh, uh, the device you got like one or two months ago. Yeah, the Quest. they've had like many good things, uh, many good things to say about it. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Saying that, yeah, that VR finally became accessible. Yeah, no, it's a really fun little. It's a fun little device. I mean, it, it does take some getting used to putting it on your head and wearing it. But once you get used to it, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty seamless. That like, if you take that device, let's say, out of your living room, and you go to like another person's house, and then you go back to your living room, and actually remembers the spacing, I guess. Yeah. Um, or remembers um the layout, so it's actually pretty easy to set up each time now. From what I've heard, I can't. I can't. I can only speak from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's actually pretty easy. It's like uh, you know, if you want to do like a custom like area, you just basically take one of the controllers and you point it at the ground and you just draw like whatever shape and it'll remember it. Okay, all right. So we've hit about an hour on this podcast now. Um, this is probably the max time we'd probably would do anyway. Yeah. So I guess we could just practice doing a wrap up. All right. All right. So for wrap up, okay. It's like, well, I hope everyone enjoyed our, our conversation today. It's like, uh, again, I am Anafune and I'm Z. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anybody has any questions or has some topics they'd like us to discuss, uh, going forward, it's like, Feel free to leave a message either on our Discord channel or on the little message box if uh, where we host this has one. I mean, we'll be happily to engage. It's like, and hopefully, you know, Chess will be with us next time, and anybody else who might be interested in joining in. Yes, we will be. Fo- we will be on a website um, called Podbean for the time being, and uh, I believe there are ways to leave uh, comments, reactions, yada yada yada, all that crap um, <laughs> and um eventually like you know this is our test run yeah so i actually i had fun talking it was very despite some technical difficulties i had a lot of fun talking surprisingly um you know there's a lot there's always i feel like we could honestly on i can i could be could could uh, keep talking forever right because that's just the way we've talked about things it's really that it's either it's really life commitments that will prevent us from stopping talking about stuff so um if if there are topics like Ani suggested or we want us to like focus in on something really crazy or fun, yeah, we'll do that. That sounds like um keep us more focused on things. Yeah. But aside from that, I had a great time yeah. doing this first inaugural podcast. This might be published, it might not be published, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And if it is, it's like, anybody had any criticisms? Be nice. This is our first one, please. I know I sound terrible. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust the internet to be nice, but that's okay. Yeah. 
It's just how it is. <laughs> it's just we're doing this for fun because we love video games. We love geeky stuff. We like nerdy things. We want to talk about it. That's it. That's the only time I'm going to use this accent. Okay? Great. Of course, dude. I didn't know you were doing accents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's your okay. Wow, that's a better goofy than I could do. Damn it, that's too good. <laughs> I was gonna say, gosh, damn it, yours is better. All right. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna end the recording now. So thank you very much, and uh, tune in next time to Retro Fantasy Episode Two. Whenever we feel like releasing it. Woo! <laughs>